0: Our scripture reading comes from the first book of Samuel, chapter three, verses one through 10. Listen for the word of God. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to God under Eli. Sorry, Eli. The word of God was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the temple of God where the ark of God was.
1: Then God called, Samuel, Samuel.
0: And Samuel said, Here I am, and ran to Eli. Here I am, you called for me.
1: But Eli said, I did not call, lie down again. So we went and lay down. God called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went
0: to Eli and said, Here I am, for you have called me.
1: But he said, I did not call, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know God, and the word of God had not yet been revealed to him. God called Samuel again a third time.
0: And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you have called me.
1: Then Eli perceived that God the creator was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, go lie down, and if God calls you, you shall say, "'Speak, God, for your servant is listening.' So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now God came and stood there, calling as before, "'Samuel, Samuel!' And Samuel said,
0: "'Speak, for your servant is listening.'"
1: The second reading comes from John chapter 1, verses 43-51. through 51. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, "'Follow me.'" Now Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of the Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man.
2: All right, I'm in a feisty mood, so I'm gonna open with a quiz. How many of you are in the high church tradition, grew up Catholic, Episcopalian? All right, so what, co- this is the, the first is easy, what color am I wearing? When you know it, it's easy, you shout it right out. Anybody know what the color green stands for in the Christian tradition? Ordinary time or kingdom tide. It's ordinary time, very good. Sally Barron, always good to have a ringer in the midst. This is ordinary time. So we're not in Advent when we're preparing for Jesus' Birth. We're not in Lent where we're preparing for Jesus walking to the cross. We're not on a holy day like Easter or Christmas. We are in what's called ordinary time or kingdom tide. So green, what, what is green in our world? Life. <laughs> Shit. Don't say your refrigerator, okay? The stuff in a bachelor's refrigerator gets greener and greener all the time. It's growth, right? It's the symbol that, you know, that the church picked green for the idea that we're supposed to be growing. We're in ordinary time. What happens in ordinary time according to our scriptures? God calls us. How many of you think of that as ordinary? Yeah, not too many hands, right? Ordinary time is when God calls to us. And normally, because we're in ordinary time, do we get it? No, we don't get it. Samuel is lying down. And he hears a voice calling his name. You hear a voice, what do you do? Someone must be speaking to you. Goes to Eli. You know, here I am. I didn't call for you. Takes him three times before even Eli the priest, who's supposed to know better. I got a hint for you folks. You look at us, pastor types, and you think, they'll know better. You need to let this go, okay? (laughs) We are just trying to muddle through as well as you. We've just dedicated our path to muddling through and helping other people muddle through. But that's what we all do. We muddle through. Eli takes Eli three times to figure, oh, God's calling. Samuel. Next time. John has just, last week, John has just baptized Jesus. When Jesus shows up to John, John doesn't know it until, what, the heavens open. And then, Jesus is walking around. Jesus evidently hangs out with John the Baptist for a while. And John, last week, remember John says, Oh, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And John's disciples said, Where? In other words, you couldn't look at Jesus and say, Oh, okay, he's the one. By looking, you couldn't tell. He looked like an ordinary guy. and then in our scripture today, can anything good come out of Nazareth? What's the right response to that? Come and see. That is always the response. Come and see. So if you're talking to someone, and they say, can anything good happen at NCC? Right. You don't have to try to convince them, because you won't, generally speaking. You say, come and see. And will they see the heavens open? No. Will they see tongues of fire going out at all? There it is. Probably not. Hopefully not in most of your cases. But will they find a call from God that speaks to them in a way that they can understand? Yeah. What happens is come and see, and Jesus always invites them to stay with me. A better translation of that is abide with me. Stay with me and abide with me. If you show up and you sit in a pew and that's all you ever do, and then as soon as the service is over, you're gone. You're going to get something. Because God works, even when I'm not working. God works. But if you stay and, you, and then you get to know some of the folks, and you abide in the body of Christ here, and you get to know Christ, guess what you will find to your great surprise? You're called, and the Spirit of God and the Spirit of the living Christ is here. It's here. And you don't find it through a fiery sermon. Maybe you will. Maybe you'll get inspired for a moment. But you will find it when you have an open heart and you say, I need help. I need someone to soften the heart of my family. You find it when you say, Thank God my niece and my nephew are back home safe and they are weak as lambs, but they are home, and they could have died. Thank God. Or when someone tells you an inappropriate joke in church. (laughs) It wasn't inappropriate at all, but it was so, I I can make it sound like it was inappropriate so you don't feel so bad. (laughs) It's Like, I wanna die peacefully like my, was it my dad or my grandpa, (laughs) you know, in his sleep? Not screaming, you know, screaming in fear like everyone else in his car. You know, well, you told it much better. You know, it was after the, you know. But, you know, people, when, when I first got my call at another church, and this was an old church and it was, it was very proper, and, and the interim before me was a really good Lutheran. And, and, and they had, had pretty much retirement age pastors who, who grew up in a time when, you know, the, 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 the scriptures are serious. And, and God wants you to be serious. And, and we should have knuckle wrappers for all those people who are, who are dozing off. And I had the audacity to add levity to the service. And worse yet, to the sermon, when I'm supposed to be proclaiming the word of God, which cannot be done with humor. Right? Because God doesn't have a sense of humor. Anybody that believes that hasn't looked around. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a real shock to their system. Like, how in the world can we have called a pastor who is going to Not, you know, because I don't really tell jokes, but, you know, you just, life is funny. We are funny folks. We are odd and quirky. And if you can't enjoy that, why not? And it's in the ordinary things of this life, of your life, that you will hear God call you. And sometimes you won't get it. You won't get it, and if you do get it, you won't want to get it. And it's the other people around you who say, yeah, time for you to go to AA. You know? I love you. You got to give it up. You know? Or would you get off your couch and get out and enjoy your life? You have been given this tremendous gift of life, and you're not living it. Live your life. Live your life. That may be the best calling and response to God that you ever do is simply by living your life. Really living it. And then how could we not say, here I am? Here I am. Is that so hard? Here I am to live my life and to help you live your life. Because life is good. I mean, Nathaniel, like Jesus says, I saw you under a fig tree. Like, oh, you're the Messiah, you're the anointed. And Jesus says, you're impressed because I saw you from afar under a fig tree? You're going to see more than that. You know? But here's what's interesting. The people that respond to their call are usually people who are looking. Usually, there are people who are looking. People in Jesus, these fishermen were fishing, but they were looking for something more. They were looking. If you're not looking, guess what? You're probably not going to find it. I mean, I've driven the same stretch of road all the time, and when I'm not looking for the sign, I fly right past it. I got a song on the radio, I'm really, you know, I'm just really, I'm really into it, you know. Or worse, for me, I'm talking to someone and I'm sermonizing. I'm not, you know, I just, that's who I am. And, And I just fly right by, because I'm not looking. You have to be ultimately looking for something. If only looking for your life. Don't let it pass you by. Don't let it pass you by. God calls us. God calls all of us. And it's going to be in a way that is ordinary. We are in ordinary time. And it's the most ordinary thing in the world for God to say, I love you. I want good things for you. Not so much for you, but for you. (laughs) I want good things for my children. That's what God wants. And when we receive good things, how can we not but give good things to others? And that is really, really, really good news.